Hey, you're listening to Blue Jean Church's podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. To learn more about Blue Jean Church in Selma, Alabama, visit us at www.bluejeanselma.com. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much, Father, for your word. Thank you for the for the earthly family you give us, Lord, and how you decide where we're supposed to be and all the people we're supposed to be around. Lord God, you make that happen. It's awesome, Lord. And if we look, we, we can see you, Lord. <laughs> and um, we thank you for your joy in this house this morning, Lord God. Uh, it's so good. It feels so good. We love your, we love your joy, Lord. That's one-third of the kingdom of heaven is joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy, Lord. And just thank you for that, Lord. Let us experience that more often. <laughs> and uh, teach us how to do that, Lord, all the time. I might just be speaking for myself there. But, Lord, thank you so much. And bless us today as we get into your word. We love you, Lord. Amen. Cool. Um, I thought I had a message, and then the Lord switched it up. But I'm going to talk about the Father's house today. I thought it would be, be fun. You know, we've been talking about that a lot. And um, uh, it's just, he's been so good to me. I'm going to share some testimony and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I, I, the, what I'm, my whole message is about this. You know, if we're going to be fathers in the father's house, then we first have to be sons and daughters. We can't get around it. There's no way to get around it. You just can't father people without being fathered. So there, that's the end of the message, and we can go home. <laughs> we can go home now. All right. Um, I'm going to go to Colossians 3. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, one of my favorite translations. And let's do that real quick. Colossians 3. All right. Now, I want you to close your eyes and just try to experience these, you know, don't, I'm sorry, I told you to turn there, and then I'm, now I'm telling you to close your eyes, <laughs> but yeah, just close your eyes and kind of allow yourself to just be immersed in what uh, Paul wrote here, it's so good. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. What? So when he rose up, we came up with him? Okay, that's... It's pretty wild. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned, at the place of all power, honor, and authority. That's probably a little different than our earthly experience, right? And then verse 2 says, Yes, feast on all the treasures of the, of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. I'm going to repeat that and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now, now, not after you pass on or go into the, the next life, but right now, and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him 
in his glory. And I'm going to read a good bit of scripture today, but I, I wanted you guys to experience that. You can open your eyes now uh, if you want to. Uh, let's see. And I'm going to be in John 17 later. I want to just give you a heads up. So a lot of years ago uh, now, I had a dream, and it was, it was a dream. I was asleep. Um, and I was in heaven. I became conscious in heaven, and um, it was really powerful dream. You know how sometimes you have a dream and it's a little, you just tell there's something on it. It's a little more than usual. And you're like, wow, this is an experience, you know. So I'm in heaven um, and uh, there's, there's all these big tables, like big round tables. And there's a ceiling about as high as, as this one. And, um, and there's a guy across from me, his name's Sean Bowles. It was really cool. And that's a whole other story. I'll get into that some other time. But, um, but somebody I could recognize, right? And, um, and we are both experiencing heaven at the same time. We're both looking at each other for a second, and then we, we start looking around. And um, the thing that caught my attention first was I reached up on the table, and I put my hand on the silverware, and there was a fork there. And I realized I couldn't figure out what it was made out of. Uh, it was just... But the thing that really shocked me was that it was alive. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? <laughs> I mean, this is so different. And I mean, I didn't even feel like my imagination could come up with this kind of stuff. It was just so profound. Everything about that experience was beautiful. And, and Sean, Sean and I were there, and we were just shocked the whole time. Like, wow, what is this? Whoa, what is this? You know, the tablecloth, intricately designed, so cared for, so loved, and um, was just beautiful, was alive. And I don't know how to explain that. It didn't have eyes and stuff. It's not Beauty and the Beast, but it's something, you know. I mean, it was alive, you know. And, um, and I'm looking around. The candles are alive. There's angels serving, and they're, like, just, you know, they're really gorgeous. I mean, like, just flowing robes behind them. Uh, there's a, some kind of breezy air that, I, that I'm not being affected by that's pulling their clothes all over the room, you know. Um, really something to experience. And, it's, you know, it, it had an impact on me for sure. But, um, but the one thing that, it, that I wanted to bring it up for was this amazing little, little uh, simplicity of it all. There was just this very simple reality of the lives of everything that I was engage, engaging with there. And it was just that they served Jesus with their whole heart. And they were serving me, right? Because the utensils were for my benefit, but they were there for Jesus. And it, man, it's so simple. Like heaven was so simple. I was like, this is wild. Like how simple heaven is. You know, God speaks through dreams. It's not un, undone. I, I don't know if that's what, you know, like I said, it was a dream, but it was, it spoke to me through, and I believe God did speak to me about that dream. Um, so, so I thought that was amazing. I just thought, wow, and Sean and I both, we were like, this is amazing. Everything's so simple here. Everything's so, and it made me not really think about this, but in contrast, everything in the world is so complicated. <laughs> I was like, wow, I mean, everything's so complicated there. But here, everything is completely easy. It's just Jesus, everything's Jesus. And that was so fulfilling, believe me. It was not boring. Heaven wasn't boring, good news. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that's a real fear. Do you know, like, people actually put that down as a fear. Like, I'm afraid that heaven's going to be boring. There's stats on that. Anyway, take a minute with that to digest. <laughs> okay, so um, really cool dream. I'm so thankful that God gives dreams and stuff like that that encourage us. Um, but, and so I wanted to read from John 17, and um, this is one of my favorite, I, I, you know, it's all my favorite, it's the Bible, but John 17 is this, um, we get a real look in John 17 to the ministry and the desire and the hopes of Jesus Christ as he prays for um, his ministry, as he prays for his his uh, disciples, and then he, he ends by praying for you and me. It's really fun. So, um, but I, I'm going to read all of this because I want us to kind of get a picture of the whole thing, and we're going to talk about all of it, right? And believe it or not, all this is going to tie in to really empowering and equipping each one of us with the reality that we are in the Father's house. We're going to father and mother people here. There. So, okay. Uh, this is what Jesus prayed as he looked up into heaven. Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendor of your son so that I will magnify your glory. Jesus is talking about himself. You have already given me authority over all people so that I may give the gift of eternal life to all those that you have given to me. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ. He's talking about himself. As the son whom you have sent. As the son in whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth by faithfully doing everything you've told me to do. So my father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face before the universe was created. All right, and then Jesus prays for his disciples. Father, I have manifested who you really are, and I have revealed you to the men and women that you gave to me. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have fastened your word firmly to their hearts. And now, at last, they, they know that everything I have is a gift from you. And the very words you gave to me to speak, I have passed on to them. They have received your words and carry them in their hearts. That's convenient. They are convinced that I have come from your presence. And they have fully believed that you sent me to represent you. And what do they do? They're re representing the Father. So with deep love, I pray for my disciples. I'm not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, but for those who belong to you. Those you have given me. For all who belong to me now belong to you, and all who belong to you now belong to me. <laughs> Everybody belongs as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Holy Father, I am about to leave this world to return and be with you, but my disciples will remain here. Now, a lot of us, that might sound like bad news, but he's about to, he's going to tell us why this matters. Some good stuff in here, man. Holy Father, each one that you have given me, keep them in, in your name so that they will be united as one, even as one, are, no, even as we are one, excuse me. 
while I was with these that you have given me, I was guarding them and keeping them in your name. Not one of them is lost except the one that was destined to be lost so that the scripture would be fulfilled. But now I'm returning to you. So, Father, I pray that they will experience and enter into my glorious delight in you. Delight. Enter into my delight. I want to emphasize a few things in here. So that it is fulfilled in them and overflows. What's going to overflow in you? Delight. Oh. He ain't mad at you. It's not an angry God flowing through you. <laughs> it's, he is delighted. I have given them your message, and that is why the unbelieving world hates them, for their allegiance is no longer to this world, because I am not of this world. I am not asking that you remove them from the world, but I, am at, but I ask that you guard their hearts from evil, for they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. I have commissioned them to represent me, just as you commissioned me to represent you. And now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice so that they will live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by your truth. So now Jesus is going to pray for you. So just a little longer. Thanks for hanging in there. I love the word. We got hymns going this morning and a lot of, a lot of scripture. This is a, this is a, <laughs> we're doing church here. All right. Verse 20. And I ask not only for these disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through their message, through my, the disciples' message. I pray for them. All, this is Jesus praying for you. This is a big deal. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. So does he want you to be alone? No. He's like, mm -mm, that ain't going to work. So they're going to need what I had. Jesus is talking to the Father. He says, hey, they're going to need some of what we had together. I, and I'm going to continue. I pray for them be, to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. So that the world would recognize that you sent me. So what's the purpose, or at least one of the purposes? You won't be alone. And that so the world could see there was something going on in there. For the very glory you have given me, I have given them so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy, unity. So who's, who's we? It's Father God, Jesus, the Son. You live fully in me and now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity. They will experience perfect unity. And the world will be convinced that you have sent me for they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. All right, just a little further here. Father, I ask that you allow everyone that you have given to me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my full glory to be with me where I am. Whoa. All right, that's what he wanted. Come on. Let's remember what we just read in Colossians? Seated in heavenly places. Lord, remind our hearts we're seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. And they, they will see my full glory. They, 
the very splendor you have placed upon me because you have loved me even before the beginning of time. You are my righteous father, but the unbelieving world has never known you in the perfect way that I know you in the perfect way. So there's like a better way to know him. And that's what you're being invited into. So it's not the way that, oh, this is all this disaster has happened, but it's the sonship father. We're going to know him that way. All right. And all those who believe in me also know that you have sent me. I have revealed to them who you are, and I will continue to make you even more real to them. Even, I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them even as I live in them. All right, congratulations. <laughs> you made it all the way through. <laughs> That's a powerful prayer. And, you know, every one of us needs to spend some time in that. Because that was Jesus' desire for each one of us to have those, to, to, this is what he wants us to have. This is what he's got us up to. This is everything. This is the whole Christian life, right, in a little one chapter, little summary, you know. So, good stuff. Um, and, you know, I thought, well, well, God, you know, I mean, I think that's beautiful. We need to know that you've empowered us and that you, your intention is to continue to empower us so that we, and not just that we be all on our own empowered somehow, which is kind of the, you know, that's the wrong version. That's just not, that doesn't work. And a lot of us try it and it's, um, and it's real hard. And we have, it's, we experience a lot of uh, pain when we do that. You know, we try to do life alone. So he's saying, No, I'm going to do stuff for them. I'm going to do things. I'm going to provide for them. I'm going to give to them. I'm going to be their supply. Um, You know, I'm, and he's making all these promises about where you're going to get stuff from, how you're going to be the difference maker, how you're going to be the one that's carrying uh, the gospel, whether you preach it or you just live it, whether you're at work or you're on a, at a pulpit, you know. Uh, a lot of us, they never get up here, you know, but like, you know, every, every sphere of influence that we're granted, honestly, we're given and generously by a generous God. He decided, you know, in that space, the more connection you have to the Father, the more you're going to minister every single time you're in that place, whether you want to or not, just be flowing out of you. It'll be the rhythm that you bring into an atmosphere. Every time you speak, I mean, whether you're talking about the game or you're talking about God or anything, it's going to reveal the Father because he's in you and he's flowing out through you into the world. Isn't that easier than sometimes we get this idea? So the more time we spend with the Father, the more evangelical we become, whether we want to or not. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you signed up to be an evangelist. If you're spending time with God like you're doing right this moment, then it will seep out of you. You won't be able to contain it. It will pour out into the world that you go into every single day. And um, I mean, you know, and I'll, I'll put it this way. Even if you're doing wrong things, it's still going to pour out of you because there will be something on it. There will be truths that are evident. I'm not encouraging you to do the wrong things, but uh, so isn't that fun? So I remember about three months into my uh, salvation um, I was uh, 20, 27 years old or so, and um, I was uh, 
I was helping to run and build a, a nonprofit organization, just kind of, uh, and had eight employees and was trying to figure all that stuff out. Lots of stress in my world. And, um, you know, I didn't expect that, whatever. Um, but there was this, there was this thing that was also happening in my heart. And I realized that I really loved the people I was doing life with, really loved them. I mean, just like my heart was full. And, um, and that was new to me. I'd never experienced that in my, in my life as pre-Christian or whatever, which is a good way to put it, by the way. People are pre-Christians instead of the unsaved or lost or, <laughs> I don't know, sometimes it's just a, it's a statement of faith, the pre-Christians. Um, lots of pre-Christians around, you know, whatever. Yeah, okay, a little tidbit. Um, so, um, so as I was a pre-Christian, I, I um, you know, uh, was... I was full of anxiety and fear and, uh, you know, I wore a mask <laughs> and tried to cover it up, but it was, uh, it was a painful reality. And uh, coming to know the Lord, um, I had all this love in my heart, and it was so different, you know, and I was realizing it, and I was in a moment of realizing it. And then I realized something else. I said, well, you know what? I actually feel God right now. And it, and it you know, it's, it was like awesome. You know, I was like, man, I can, I can feel him. Right now, I can feel him. I can feel him in my, in my hands. I can feel him in my neck right now. I feel him in me. And, um, and that's exactly what First John says. It says, you know, that's the evidence of love in, our, in us. Is that we're, that's the evidence of salvation. So it was kind of cool. But anyway, as soon as I started to feel that, instead of being completely con- content and feeling good about it, I, I went into fear somehow. And I said, well, well you know what? <laughs> I don't want you to take this away. I don't think I can do life without this. If you're going to provide it, then be all in or don't, don't come and go. You know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do if you try to give me this and then all of a sudden back out and then I'm here all by myself. That's going to be too much pain for me to handle, you know, I'm not interested. And I had a real conversation with my heavenly dad. And I said, you know what, dad, you do, if you're just going to come and go, like I've heard so many people talk about desert seasons and all that kind of stuff, then don't bother. I'm not interested. And I had one of those real conversations. And, you know, I'm three months into my salvation and don't really know what a lot of things are about. But, um, but you know, I was just real with him. And, um, and then he let, he let like three or four days go by before he spoke to me about it. Like, <laughs> what a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, he loves me, and I love him, and we have a great relationship, so I can talk about him that way. He understands where my heart is. And um, so, so anyway, three or four days go by, and then I find myself in Exodus, and we won't read this because it's like four chapters, so we're not going to do that today. What now? Oh. <laughs> um, cool, so... Anyway, I'm going to just summarize the story. So basically, uh, Moses is in, in the desert, and, um, and they're moving around in this tent. They've been in there for who knows. I mean, but they're there the whole time. It's 40 years, so it's a long time. And um, so they're out there in the desert, and they're moving around and stuff like that. And it's, for some reason, the, the Lord comes up with this idea, and he's like, hey, what I'll do next uh, is I'll send an angel with you, Moses. You know? And Moses is like, What? No, we're not. No, no, no. You've been here amongst us, and we're not going to leave here if you're going to not be here with us. Like, forget that. I'm not going anywhere unless you're coming with me. And he he makes a stand with the Lord. And I read that, and I was like, this is my brother. 
Like, I get this guy. He's, he knows my heart. This is exactly what just happened to me. I totally just had the same conversation with Father God. And I realized, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, in my heart, you know, not audibly, um, but he spoke to me and he said, you know, Josh, I, I fathered him. Like I'm fathering you right now. fathered Moses and you're like you're fathering me right now so this is something that you'll do you do what you did for Moses for me you you know like wow like that's crazy and he's like and he said Josh I'm never ever gonna leave you I will never leave you not because of you because that's who I am I'll never not love you not because of you because that's who I am that's what I'm like I don't change who I am for you or anyone else, and that's what I'll do with you. Doesn't matter what you do, I'm going to be me. You do you, and I'll still be me, you know? You make a mistake, I'll still be me. I'm, I'm going to do me. I'm not going to do you. I'm not going to be like you. I'm not going to look like you. I'm going to look like me. That's some good news, guys, seriously. I woke up from there. Yeah, amen. Um, I got up from there and I thought, wow, how deeply have you empowered my life? I will always have you. I can, and he fathered me, guys. He fathered me. And through that, I'm fathering you right now. Is that weird? <laughs> but I am. I'm, I'm serious. I'm sharing an experience with you right now that I have with Father God where he fathered me. He fathered me right out of abandonment. He fathered me right out of my insecurities. He fathered me into a place of health and well-being that I didn't even understand was possible, and I'm doing it to you right now. Because I'm telling you, he's not a respecter of persons. It's in the scriptures. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. That's just who he is. It's not even about who we are. Amen? Oh, come on. Got a little more here. All right. That's good stuff. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that you'll never leave us. All right. And then he says, he's funny with me. You know, is your dad funny with you or your earthly dad? You know, he's got the dad jokes. God's got the dad jokes for me sometimes, you know. And he teases me and stuff, and he says, Josh, and I like to write and stuff, so this was hilarious to me. I mean, I literally laughed out loud. Probably some of you guys won't, but for me, it was so funny. Um, he said, you know what? Forget about the desert seasons, Josh. How about some dessert seasons? <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. He added an S, you know. Um, and I was just like, that is too funny, Lord. How about some dessert seasons? And... Um, you know, and then he, he even explained it through scripture. He said, and he was being funny the whole time. And he says, listen, look, Jesus did the desert for you. If you want to go back there, you go ahead. I'll be with you. But you don't have to. You can stay right here in the Father's house and feast on desserts all you want every single day. The fatted calf, it's not just a one-time experience. That parable doesn't end. They're just left there in the house, feasting on, on the fatted calf, on the good things of God's house, of, of our inheritance. In this life, remember the now word that we got in John 17? Important. 
Um, so, so remember, this is how we father people in the Father's house. So our value for testimonies is way up here, way, way up here. That's why we share them. That's why we make them part of the message or whatever. That's, that, you know, way up here. Because in the way that we've been fathered, remember, this is all, so, you know, this, this world is fallen and, and abandoned and orphaned. That's, that's the devil's reality, right? And he would, he would share it with all of us. He'd father all of us if he could into orphanhood, into pain and frustration. He's the one that needs counseling. He's the one <laughs> that is desperate for, for uh, you know, he's the one that, that is full of insecurities like I was. You know, he's the one that, that's full of all that stuff. Not us. It's not, it's not our portion. It wasn't what we were created to do. When you experience those things, you're not even created to experience them. And you're like getting onto yourself sometimes. If you're like me, um, you know, like about like, well, I'm, I feel depressed. I shouldn't feel depressed. You know, it's like, well, you were, never, it's, you were never even created to experience depression. That's the other guy's portion, not yours. You're not supposed to feast on depression. Um. Yeah, so good book if you guys ever want to look into it and get kind of more into this. and uh, It's the uh, Healing from the Orphan Spirit by Leif Hetland. Um, uh, anyway, so grab that book if you're interested. Healing the Orphan Spirit by Leif Hetland, L-E-I-F. It's life, uh, I think, and he's a... Norway, maybe, Norwegian. Anyway, um, he, in there, he shares, uh, uh, like, the Father's love letter. And um, I'm going to read through some of this because it's nothing but Scripture. And you got to know some of the things that Father God is doing for you at all times. The more you become aware of that, the more you're going to be fathered by him. The more you're going to have testimonies, the more you're going to have supernatural encounters with God that lead you to be empowered and fulfilled in a, in a way that this world isn't even offering you. It doesn't even come from here. It comes from heaven or it doesn't. And it, it's so empowering, so fulfilling that you can live your entire rest of your life in a dessert season. Come on. <laughs> Eating on the fatted calf, which is Jesus, by the way. And I love to make that point. The fatted calf is Jesus. We're feasting on Jesus. That's communion. We'll do that in a minute. Um, all right, well, stand up real quick. I don't want to put anybody to sleep. <laughs> um, oh, no, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Too bad. All right, well, you know, I remember one time, I, you know, people wonder about, like, uh, uh, you know, when people fall out on the carpet and stuff like that. And uh, one time I did, you know, and I, I, I'm a bunch of times, actually. Sorry, I'm... Um, but one time I did, and, and uh, I fell out on the floor, and I felt the Lord um, hold me down. And I, I don't know if it was the Lord or an angel or what, but I couldn't move my shoulders. I couldn't get up. And uh, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't fight it. God's doing something. I'll let him do it. And I passed out, went out for a little while. It was like probably, uh, I don't know, uh, it was until after the service, so 30, 40 minutes or something like that. I'm out 
on the floor. Y'all can sit back down. Uh, just a little more message here. And um, <laughs> I just like to get the blood flowing. You know, it's important. Oxygen going around, that, that makes it easier to think and everything, you know. Um, so <laughs> I'll have you touch your toes in a minute if you want. You know. <laughs> we'll pray for healing. It's okay. Okay, sorry. Um, so I'm on the floor, and I uh, don't really know what's going on, but when I went down, I was kind of lacking. You know, I just did not have enough. I was a little, I was uh, dipping into frustration and something that I kind of turned to, especially if I'm kind of emptied out and, um, you know, and those kind of things. And, and uh, so I went down on the floor without enough, and I didn't know this was going to happen or anything like that, but, you know, I get up after that 40 minutes, and I've, I felt so alive, and I had more than enough. So whatever God did, he did it enough to where I could not contain it. And I, it changed my personality. I mean, I walked around with so much that I just had to give all the time. These are kind of, these are the experiences that God is inviting us into. It's not an earthly experience. It was a supernatural reality. And I want to encourage you, you know, I mean, that's not the only way that God can move in you and get in you. You know, so, you know, last time, you can't count how many times you've had supernatural experiences with God. It's not a requirement, but, you know, it is our inheritance. God is spirit. <laughs> so we get to have these experiences. And when we do, they really do mark us. They give us something that the world doesn't have, right? And the world needs more God, just needs more God. So thank God for that, you know, and whether we're, uh, you know, expressing ourselves in worship or we're, um, you know, reading the Bible with intention to get something out of it or whatever it is, knowing that God is a giver and generous, more generous than we could ever be, is a good start to being able to receive something that this world desperately needs. And remember the, you know, the, the, the prayer on earth as it is in heaven, that's intentional, that's who we are. It's part of who we are. So, all right. So this is going to be fun. I, I believe you guys are really going to get something out of this. So, so I'm just going to read them off. I'm going to throw them out there like a machine gun fire, you know. All right, Psalms 139. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. That's the Father. Psalms 139.2. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. Psalms 139.3, I am familiar with all your ways. He knows you. All right, Matthew 10.29-31, even the very hairs on your head are numbered. What a dad. Genesis 1.27, for you were made in my image. Whoa. I kind of didn't like my hair this morning, you know. <laughs> but now... Never mind. <laughs> like, oh, look at this hair helmet. Just kidding. <laughs> Inside joke, Mary's cracking up over there. Okay. Um, anyway, Acts 17, 28. In me you live and move and have your being. That's exciting. That feels like safety to me. Acts 17, 28. For you are my offspring, Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5, I knew you even before you were conceived. Ephesians 1, 11 through 12, I chose you when I planned creation. 
Psalms 139, 15 through 16. If I can make it through these, they're so good. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. Acts 17, 26. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. Mary and I being in Selma, like, is this right? <laughs> and I uh, said, yep, it's right. Be confident. Giving you, I decided that. Psalms 139.14, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Love that. Think about that through your whole body, every cell. Look like little engines. He made all that stuff, you know. Psalms 139.13, I knit you together in your mother's womb. Psalm 71.6, and brought you forth on the day you were born. John 8, 41 through 44, I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. 1 John 4, 16, I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. 1 John 3, 1, and it is my desire to lavish my love on you. Why? Did I do something? Does it, no, it's my desire. This is something I want. 1 John 3, 1, simply because you are my child and I am your father. That's why. Matthew 7, 11, I offer you more than your earthly father ever could. He's not slamming your earthly dad. He's just letting you know there's a difference here. You're going to get something from him. You never could from your earthly dad. Matthew 5, 48, for I am the perfect father. James 1.17, every good gift that you receive comes from my hand. Matthew 6.31-33, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. That's a good one. If you're struggling with money, let God's voice be louder. He's the provider. Money doesn't get a voice. Jeremiah 29.11, some of you really understood that, some of you didn't, it's okay. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know this one. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope. Paraphrase. Jeremiah 30, 31, 3, because I love you with an everlasting love. Psalms 139, 17 through 18. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore. Oh, that's a lot. Zephaniah 3, 17, and I rejoice over you with singing. What? That's not who I thought he was. Is he up there singing and stuff? You know? Jeremiah 32, 40, I will never stop doing good to you. Mm. Come on, that's a good, let me feast on that for a second. I will never stop doing good to you. Exodus 19, 5, for you are my treasured possession. Jeremiah 32, 41, I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul. Jeremiah 33, 3, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. Deuteronomy 4, 2, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. That's uh, 4, 2, which is fun because that's also in the New Testament. All right, Psalms 37, 4. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. Philippians 2, 13. For it is I who give you, who, sorry, 
for it is I who gave you those desires. So delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. Ephesians 3.30, I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. Yummy. Come on, are you guys feasting out here with me? Are you enjoying this? Okay. Not just putting you to sleep. There's still a little more. Let's do it. Second Thessalonians 2, 16 through 17. For I am your greatest encourager. Oh, come on, I need one of those. I love it, you know. Tell me what you like about me, Lord. I want to know. <laughs> you know? Why? Not because I'm like delusional. It's just because I want to know what he thinks. I want to know what he thinks about me. Come on. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Um, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, I am also, sorry, for I am your greatest encourager and also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. All right, Psalms 34, 18. Whew, I can feel his presence right now. It's so good. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. Isaiah 40, 11. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. Revelations 21, 3 through 4. One day I will wipe away every tear from your eyes. Revelations 21, 3 through 4. And I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I'm on that stuff. We need that right now in this season on earth. There's so much loss and weird stuff going on. All right, John 17, 23. I'm your father. And I love you even as I love my son, Jesus. Now, we know that's true because of John 17. That we, oh, that's in John 17. All right. Good stuff. John 17, 26. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. Hebrews 1, 3. He is the exact representation of my being. That's helpful to understand about Jesus. All right, Romans 8, 31. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you. Okay. Um, all right, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 19. Remember to drink this stuff in. We're just feasting on his word. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 19. And to tell you that I am not counting, uh, let me tell you that I'm not counting your sins. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 19. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. So good. 1 John 4, 10. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. That's a good way to see that. Romans 8, 31 through 32. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. Helpful. 1 John 2, 23, if you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. Is it simple? Oh, it's simple. Not hard. Romans 8, 38 through 39, and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Mm-hmm. I experienced that. He fathered me through that. Luke 15, 7, come home. And I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. Ephesians 3, 14 through 15. I have always been father and will always be father. John 1, 13. My question is, will you be my child? Luke 15, 11 through 32. 
I am waiting for you. Okay. Love your dad, almighty God. Um, he is over the moon for you. There's no plan B. You're it. You're his only plan. That's it. You're, you're everything he's looking for. And, you know, we, we, we have to make this stuff hard if we're going to keep ourselves from it because he's making it as available as he can. He's, his arms are wide open to every last one of us, whether we're sinning or whatever. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's because of who he is, not because of who we are. He's reaching out, and he's supplying us too, and that's important. We need to understand it. Trying to do this life alone is not something we were even designed to do. In that garden all those years ago, you know, they were deceived. That's all that happened. But the truth has always been there that he'll never leave us, he'll never abandon us. And if we can begin to experience and participate with that experience, in any way we know how, any way that he leads us to, every way that he teaches us about it, then at that moment, we are being fathered in the same way he's fathered every single other person on the planet. Every time he's ever fathered any other person on this planet, he's done it in the exact same way. As we receive the fathering of our father, we become fathers and mothers, obviously. Well, actually, we become sons and daughters. Sons and daughters can share what they've received. But that's what I'm getting at. So, you know, when we're talking about the Father's house and stuff like that, it's not a new thing that you got to figure out how to do. It's the same old gospel of Jesus Christ. Isn't that exciting? And you are equipped, and you have had experiences with God. And I would encourage you, go home, write them down. Begin to say this is, and ask God. Say, God, how have you fathered me? I want to know because I want to father other people or whatever reason you want to do it. Maybe you just want to be fathered. Maybe you just want to go through that process of really casting out the orphan spirit of your life. You know what I mean? Get that thing out of here. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't even want to know its language. I don't want to speak the same language. You know, I don't want anything to do with that thing. And, um, and let him fill you up so full that you can't contain it. That's the idea. It's not this uh, poverty reality where we're just constantly, uh, you know, forsaken and lost and, and abandoned. It's not that, thankfully. It's good news. We all have access to this beautiful Father. Okay, we're running out of time. Thank you guys for hanging in there for that. Lord, I want to pray for every one of my, my friends and family, Lord God, that they would genuinely experience you father today and in this room lord and everywhere they go lord we thank you for your wonderful presence we thank you that you have an abundance you're not short on uh, your supply of nearness you're in us you're through us you're all around us and we thank you so much, Lord. Thank you. That's all we do is just be grateful. And then we get to experience it. Our gratitude is a doorway to experiencing you, Lord. Thanks for making it so easy, God, so that every last one of us could have you. 
Thank you, Lord. And uh, if, if you're with me this morning, then I, I think it'd be cool just inside yourself or whatever, just declare, I don't want to be alone anymore. I want you, Lord. I receive you. I accept you. My heavenly Father, Jesus died so I could have you. I want you in my life. I want to do everything I do with you. You're the, my pearl of great price, worth it all, <laughs> worthy of everything I have, and then some. can't believe that this is who you are, but I'm so thankful, and I do receive it. And in, in the humility of my own heart, I receive it the best way I know how, because you know what? I might not know all the ways, but who cares? You've done everything, and you won't change. So I receive the good work you've done that you finished and I pray that you'd finish the good work you started in me because I know you will that's who you are yeah thank you Lord thank you thank you thank you yeah we we connect with you in this place Lord you're here you're alive, you're well, you're here, and you're abundant. Disconnect with him right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you give us the riches of heaven, Holy Spirit. Come, come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Bind anything that would try to hinder it in Jesus' name. We release heaven in this place. He delights in you. He's delighting in you right now. So good. All right. Well, thanks. Cool. All right. <laughs> the Father's house. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope this message has equipped and inspired you to transform people, your community, and the world through the love and power of Jesus Christ. Whether you're from Selma or anywhere you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us online at www.bluejeanselma.com.